Hi. Um, I'm trying something a little bit new. This is all unscripted. And I, I guess I'm really putting myself out there. So I just decided that instead of pushing around starting a podcast until I'm like good and ready, I can start kind of like a, an audio blog kind of thing. I don't know. I'll, I'll look up later if someone has done this kind of thing before, but all I really want to do is just put myself out there, I guess. Um, what I, what I have in my notes is starting my podcast where I literally just talk from the fire hose. It's not meant to be anything special, just a recap or a live diary about myself that I share with the whole world. Um, and yeah, I think that pretty much summarizes what I would like to accomplish with this. Um, it's not going to have stellar audio quality, but I might run it through some like deep learned like AI filtering stuff or whatever. And, um, yeah, let's do today. Why don't we? So this is my live blog, unedited, unplanned. This is completely spontaneous. And let's get started. I think I said that already. Anyway, I just wrote, um, so I'm writing a book. It's called Empath. Uh, well, that's its code name anyway. I might workshop that. So code name Empath. It's a book I'm working on. I I find that the description you get of the language really depends on who you are as a person. And I think that's also like an embodiment of how the language is itself supposed to be dynamic. So by language, I mean like a constructed language that is meant for like humans in this like fictional universe that I'm creating. It's a language for humans and machines to speak. And uh, it's supposed to be like kind of like a compromise between the hard, rigid, like, you know, discrete world of like natural language. Well, sorry, not natural language of like computer code and like even slightly to a lesser extent, but like mathematical notation. So it's supposed to be like a compromise between writing things so that computers can understand them in these discrete forms. And it's supposed to be more of a medium language, if you would imagine that, that sits between like mathematics and between like computer science, uh, like the languages in computer science, like regular expressions and like programming languages like Python and, you know, all these formal languages that are very discrete and natural language. So I, I really like if 
if we had a line in as to like my current viewpoint as to like where math sits on the spectrum between like really discrete and really um like fuzzy for or like like uh i don't know sure maybe i'll come back to that like i want an ideal description of just what like fuzziness like that degree of ambiguity but it's not random ambiguity language doesn't have like random things that are ambiguous about it it tends to be the things that matter less in the situation that is like at hand and matter like more in like like really really like edge cases like really really like anyway i let me get to the point empath is this language where it's supposed to be like some compromise and it's not so mo so much it's not so much the language but it's it's the journey to construct this language that i think is like important about like the plot and and the uh the novel and like everything about this um so yeah i yeah just wanted to share that i'm writing that book and uh along the path to get to that book um what i decided was i'm going to write a bunch of short stories um um yeah i have a few of them in the works but maybe i'll leave those to be a surprise or something i don't know but anyway anyway i'm getting ahead of myself again but I, I write these short stories to become a better writer. And one of the premises I just uh, came up with, or maybe it's like an echo, a dim echo of a previous idea I had. Um, but I really want to take a look at like, let me just read off the idea and I'll explain the ideas that I want to like explore in there. So my short story idea is about a human who is so obsessed with being perfect she devises a training scheme that would actually like reprogram herself in real time so we suppose that she's like a neuroscience researcher and she has a lot of beliefs about the world and about like how the you know fundamental nature of intelligence and she um she has all these beliefs but the science isn't really moving very fast in her industry right now uh and out of like sheer desperation she decides to commit her entire life to being her own living experiment she really believes in this like particular model and one of the things that i would make a point out of is never describing that particular model of intelligence in any 
real way that would make any sense because I want to emphasize that her reality is like independent of what the particularities of the her beliefs actually are said another way um it doesn't matter what the particularities are for her um any sufficiently strong belief would have the same effect as her like what the actions she undertakes in the plot and honestly maybe this does better as a like screen written thing like uh uh what are those things called i'll look it up after um not the point um maybe this does better as like a a short show or an episode or something that I screenwrite versus something that I actually like write into a book because I think there's so much uh so many expectations as to like what is a book especially like in terms of length that I don't really care much for um if I ever publish these like short stories I could publish a book of these short stories but anyway if I want to make something that I could publish tomorrow, it would be a an actual like version of this uh, uh, uh you know, an actual screen written version that has like very like movie-ish plot traits as compared to something that's like narratively driven. Because and I think the form again, like encapsulates her struggle like it doesn't matter that we don't describe her struggle in flowery flowery language or like it doesn't matter none of that matters what matters for her is that she believes something that could be extremely profound she believes it so so much that she becomes her own su test subject in her own experiment. Okay, so what I hope to explore here is the aftermath of that. I think that's the part I most want to take a look at. But what she actually ends up doing is She voluntarily takes, like, amnestics and a word I made up called, like, neuroplastogens. Um, maybe that, maybe it actually exists as a word that would be really funny. Um, to essentially teach her some sort of auto-regressive game of predicting the future, which she believes is the only way to get her experiment actually done. Um, essentially, after the end of her experiment, 
she has something like she 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 essentially had some kind of like belief about what the what the like optimal training regiment is for a brain and she believes that the only way to get her experiment actually done would be to do it to herself. Okay, so what does that mean? And like, what do we do with this information? Um, what I'm going to write is is kind of like this this thing where she's just and I've I've been saying writing, but heck, I could voice act this. Like, who knows? Anyway, I can do both. Who cares? Um, she she cares like so much that she will essentially experiment on herself and essentially delete her like consciousness because she'll take like amnestics or neuroplastogens and uh, essentially just rewrite herself she'll rewrite her own neural programming there are people who kind of do this today like we can say like athletes of every sort um like any anytime you have to do something like really precise that requires a lot of like dedication to learn and i don't know musicians could probably fall in this class of people um and, and anyone who just has to do that like rote kind of like programming like you know behavior she's doing the same thing right she's the world's most dedicated musician like i want to paint a picture where i want to draw that like feeling that correlation between her experience maybe in her own past of like being a musician and then how that actually was one of her motivations into becoming the ideal form in the present. She was great at the discrete stuff, like the the not fuzzy stuff, let's say. She was great at like math class. Um she was great at physics, engineering, all that kind of stuff. Um, and she played piano, but she could never, ever learn violin. She couldn't learn violin because she was so focused on being as in tune as possible and she trained so diligently that she ended up 
playing kind of mechanically. Right? Uh, and in this way, like, she she was a great one. She 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 played violin and she was great at it. She was really great, but she could never get the approval of her instructor. She could never do it. Like she's like, you gotta put more soul into it. But instead of her taking that and And just experimenting. She tells the instructor she has a tantrum where she she tells her, I practice for this much time. I am as close to perfect as I think I'll ever be. You are wrong. So she rejects her instructor and she leaves and she stops studying it um because she made the deduction that a bunch of people in music would be like that and there would be no future for her in music her this person who wants to truly explore like the extremes of like performance when it comes to doing that discrete stuff that hard stuff she rejects the you know entire establishment of music because she paints them with the broad stroke she knows she's doing this she knows she's committing like a statistical crime but she 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 paints them with the broad strokes of of music is for people who have that thing that i believe is useless okay so that's like her backstory and so back to the present She's, like, slowly going through the motions of, like, putting herself in that machine. Um, doesn't need to be a machine. Could be, like, a training regiment. She could put herself in legal custody of someone else. She tries to find some mechanism by which she will end up in a position where someone can take care of her and someone who trusts in her and believes in her or is otherwise, you know, able to help her carry out her experiment, that person monitors her, takes care of her, is her, like, guiding hand in a lot of this stuff while she's, like, in her experiment, in the depths of her experiment. And... She comes out and I wonder 
what I can leave up for interpretation. <laughs> what can I leave up for interpretation? Well, after her transformation, I, as the writer, will not judge her. I will describe her exactly as she is. Why? I'll describe her as she would have described herself. The entire tone of the book changes to be more analytical. Like, the book undergoes the same transformation that she did. Maybe the entire book is written in some sort of analytical meter, and the maybe the book doesn't try to be too flowery. Maybe the book has an inner conflict with how the text of the book describes her. That state of, like, feeling really good, but not quite perfect. Maybe in the first, you know, couple of pages, the the text is like extremely like analytical to really drive the whole point home that she has a certain systemic way of viewing things. Like she doesn't allow for one-off cases or anything, right? So, heck, maybe, maybe the first page shouldn't even drive it home to better contrast with the prior state, initial state where she's a human who tries to be analytical. As opposed to afterwards, where she becomes like, we do not judge her. So we can't say she becomes like, empty or anything like that or devoid of humanity we must describe the transformation exactly as it happened to her and exactly what she experienced in becoming the ideal cognitive entity becoming essentially the smartest person in the world. Being able to solve problems and actually hmm. I don't know, maybe Maybe I shouldn't explore too much because the longer I go on afterwards, the less there is for the reader to fill in for themselves. Maybe like the last line, the part of the story that is truly mine to tell. is the very, like, local stuff to the immediate aftermath of her transformation. Yeah. Um, that's what I feel like I should be able to tell. 
Yeah. And that's like one of those stories that I'm working on. There's like quite a handful of them. I, um, I need to like wrap all of these with some code names. Um, code names are just like project names for me. Um, I'm building a knowledge management system, uh, for myself, a personal knowledge management system. And I, for my own sake, for my own record, I just like, uh, I prefer to assign like these like code names. Um, and I'll like also experiment with like those, you know, tags, like tag name, but like, I don't know. The point is I want to call this something and I like my names to be like a little semantic sometimes. Like ideally I would give like everything really nice semantic names, but the problem when you name something, the problem is you, your, your name can't change, but your story must change. Like the first idea you think of is never like the last idea you'll have. You'll, there's always going to be something that you rethink anyway. Um, so maybe I can call this like code name science sacrifice perfect girl and if i had to give it tags i would say like self-ownership neuroplasticity and yeah that's it so I think pretty much now what I do is I will save this file, normalize the audio, and then just like throw it up on YouTube. Yeah, that was cool. I really hope I keep this up. This has been incredibly fun, but not not too many days do I have this amount of like motivation and spontaneity. Yeah. Sure.